it's important that we look at who we are as men in Christ. And so um, in John, in 3 John verse 4, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Amen? I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Knowing that, that they have been raised up and following God in, and they're living for God. And so that's a great, great thing that John was writing. And uh, as he was looking at, uh, as he was writing to one of the churches that he had he helped. And so we know that um, it being Father's Day, we, we live in a, in a society where um, you know, divorce is common. We live in a society where uh, fatherhood is not as celebrated as it probably should be because the Bible teaches us that husbands and wives are supposed to be together raising families, but a culture where there's a lot of broken homes, and what we can do as the church is to share love, amen, share love, share hope, because in, in, in a world that is full of, of, of sin and death and destruction, what they need now is hope and love, not more condemnation, because as we grow in, in who who we are, understanding who we are in Christ and what Christ has done for us, we should be the light of the world and give hope. And so this morning, uh, I'm going to continue talking about some of the, the gifts or benefits of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm very excited uh, as, I was, as I was praying about the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and looking at them, I was thinking, well, okay, it's Father's Day. Should I, should I kind of put aside talking about the into the depths of the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does, and just talk about fatherhood, or is there something that goes along really well with what I've been talking about, the gifts in fatherhood? And so the Holy Spirit was, was sharing with me that this gift or benefit of the Holy Spirit is very, very important for fathers. And so if you turn to uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Uh, we've been looking at this, this section because this is where most of the gifts of the Holy Spirit come from. But uh, verse 27, it says, Now you are, you are the body of Christ, and each one is a part of it. And in the church, God has appointed first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then working of miracles, also those having gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with gifts of uh, administration, and those speaking in different gifts, uh, different kinds of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all, are do all have the gift of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but eagerly desire the greater gifts. So, the one I'm going to talk about today is the administration. Now, I don't really like the translation that I have in mind. I don't like administration very much. I feel like that's a, that's a word that we have used or, um, you know, decided to put in certain areas and has a, 
has an idea, okay, the administration, because we have people like administrative assistants. So when you think of administration, you think of paperwork is typically what administration is like thought of. Um, but in, I don't really know why, but it, there's different types of NIV translations and mine says administration, but a different one says of guidance. And maybe yours says um, administrating or maybe yours says leadership or maybe yours says government. Um, so this idea of government or leadership or administration or guiding or guidance it doesn't exactly matter the word, the translation, because it's English. And so when you look at what this word is in the Greek, because it's important that we look at this at least sometimes, it's the word, um, now bear with me, I'm going to pronounce it the best I can. I've, I've listened to it a couple times and I've been practicing. Okay, so it's kubernesi. Kubernesi is how you pronounce the Greek word that is translated in either guidance and administration, government, or leadership, depending on what your translation is. And essentially, so this, this idea is that um, kubernesi is, is the spiritual gift that we have been given through the power of the Holy Spirit. And remember, spiritual gifts are not ours, but it's the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So the Holy Spirit is the one who has all of the gifts. So can we use gifts through the power of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Do we have to have one or not the other? Not necessarily. And I know there's different teachings about that. There's different teachings that say you have to have this gift and you have to be born with this gift and that's the only gift you get. But he says eagerly desire the greater gifts, which when you continue on it, points to love, because love is so, such an important gift of the Holy Spirit. But today we're going to talk about guidance, and I believe every father, every man, should eagerly desire the gift of kubernesi, or guidance, or government, or leadership, because as men, we are created for a special purpose. In Genesis, Genesis chapter 5, um, the second half of verse 1 and verse 2 says, when God created man or mankind, a lot of uh, a lot of translations translated as, he made them in his likeness, in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them. And when they were created, he called them man. And so, um, and when he, yeah, he called them man or mankind. And so, it's important that when we look at men and women, we understand that men and women are different. And we understand that God created men and women to be different, and that we, that we see that men and women are created for a different purpose. Can we all un agree that men and women are different? Have you been around a little bit long enough that you can see men and women are a little bit different? Okay, so, so men are one way, and women are another way, and a lot of times that causes conflict when we're trying to talk to each other, because she says a word, I say a word, and those are the same word, but they mean absolutely different things. Men and women. But God created male and female, and he created them both to be in his likeness, and they are both blessed. Because God is not just this, and God is not just this, but God is so much more. Men, men are created one way, women are created the other way, or a different way, and God has both characteristics. God is just overall, and he blessed them. So, it's important in our culture 
that we don't say that men are better or women are better because a lot of the, the, the world around us wants to put one on a pedestal or the other or say we, we downplay one or we do whatever. And that may be true because we're in a sinful, fallen world. But as the church, God created male and female to be equal. He created male and female to both be blessed. But they're different, and that's okay, because God's likeness is not just one aspect. God is a nurturing God, and God is a strong, powerful leadership God. That? Do we believe God will give us a hug and say, it's okay, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of your little boo-boos, right? And also, I will lead you, I will guide you, I will help you in anything you need, right? Men and women are different. Women may lean more this way, men may lean more this way, but God is all things to all people. So it's important as, as I continue that I throw that out there and I make sure that no one feels like I'm saying men are better than women or anything like that because I feel like there are differences. Men and women have differences. We have different callings. We have different, um, you know, gender roles, as it's called, and it's okay. Not wrong, just different, as it says in love and respect because we're all created in God's image to be equal, and we are all blessed by God in the areas that he has given us to rule and reign over. So we were all created equally in creation. But we see that there are differences. And so in, in Corinthians 3, uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter or exasperate your children, or they will be discouraged. Okay, so there's, there's some things going on in this verse, right? There's a picture of what the family looks like. There's, there's, hus or there's wives submitting to husbands. There's husbands loving wives, but not being harsh, right? Because we were talking about... A lot of times women are more nurturing and caring, and a lot of times men are, are harder and, and stricter. But don't be harsh. And then fathers, do not embitter or exasperate your children. As we raise up children, it's important that we, that we love and care. And so the reason I believe that, that men are called to love and women are called to submit is because those are the two things that are the hardest for each gender because God said I've created you to do this and I've created you to do this but because of sin we have been changed and we it is hard for us to do things so there are certain things that it is not in our nature to do but God is the God of all things right he has both he is he has nurturing and he has strength and so it's important that husbands learn to love better and wives learn to submit and respect better. So the next passage I want to talk about is um, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. And this is the main passage that you talk about when you're talking about love and respect, the, the, the marriage study that we went through. 
because I think, I believe it is a great picture of, of the family unit and, and where fathers are supposed to fit, where mothers are supposed to fit, and where children are supposed to fit. And it says in verse 21, submit to one another in reverence for Christ. And so the, I threw that one in there because that's an important one that we don't talk about sometimes when we talk about the, the family because that if you look at your Bible, that verse is probably before a heading. Underneath it probably says husbands and wives, right? But we know that there were no headings in the original letter that we look, that Paul would have written. So he says, submit, your, submit to one another in reverence for Christ. Why? Because we're all equal. We need to all submit to each other. We need to all be, be one as best we can. And then he goes on to say, wives, submit to your husbands, to, uh, to your own husband, as you, as you do to the Lord. For husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. His body, uh, his body of which is he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hates and no one ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does for the church. So we, so we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and will be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about the church and Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And then if you look at chapter 3, because we're not talking, we're, we're continuing on, because in the first century there weren't chapters, right? Chapter, th or chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you, and you will enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So when you break it up, sometimes we can misunderstand what the Bible is trying to say. The Bible is saying all of us as equal people, we need to submit ourselves one to another and, and, and help build each other up as the body of Christ, because we are the body of Christ. But then he goes on to say that that there is this headship of, of husbands, of, of fathers in the family. There's a, there's a father who is, who is over, just like Christ is the head of the church. The father is, is called to lead the family, and that's hard. And then wives, submit to your husbands. And submit is a word that, that gets thrown around sometimes as a terrible word. And I want to not say that it is like, you know, bowing down. Yes, I'm sorry. Whatever you want to do, I will do it. I submit to you. You know, that's absolutely not, not what the Bible is saying. That's not, that's not submitting as the Bible is saying. 
this idea is that that the father or the the husband is the head of the household and that the wife her job is to help him lead as saying yeah I, I will I will lift you up I will hold you up because I I believe God is speaking to you and I don't believe that God doesn't speak to women that's not what I'm saying either I believe that that God is always speaking to all of us but the wife's job is to help her husband lead be the be the armor bearer or the, the co-laborer as he as he works toward that goal God has God, God has given the husband the 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 visions or the also given wives that too but it's the husband who's supposed to be the one who's in the leadership and that's why this um, gift of the Holy Spirit is so important for men and for fathers because even if you're not a father it's important that that as men we we, we continue on this journey of of growing and and leading and seeing where God has called us to be and and doing the thing he has called us to do that we continue in that headship. Because I believe this doesn't just translate into the family. I believe this translates into all different areas. In the community, it's important that we that we take a stand and be the head and try to lead people. But I'll get there soon. So wives are not supposed to bow down and submit absolutely not to husbands. That's not what I'm saying. But a, but a, but a wife's role is to, is to help lift him to is to submit and say is is more of this respect idea because as men it is easier to respect each other um i was so robin and i went to a wedding yesterday and it was it was really nice it was actually dj and Lindsay's wedding dj demarco and Lindsay, who came the missionaries their wedding was yesterday it was wonderful it was great uh it was it was such a good time and it was it was great we worshiped during the wedding we had praise and worship uh we celebrated god and uh, it was a great time. I lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got carried away. So we we went to a we went to a wedding yesterday, and on the way to the wedding, um, maybe I won't use this example because I've definitely forgotten what I was going to say. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll move on then. If it comes back, it's it's for you. If not, that's okay. It was a fun story, and so, um, but yeah. So we went to the wedding, and it was great because they they um, talked about this idea that 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 men and women are different, but we're equal, and and one helps the other. And as we're co-laborers in the mission, and obviously the two of them are going on mission very soon. Hopefully, they're they're almost fully funded, and hopefully next month they'll actually head off to. Zambia, thank you. See, help, helpful. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but it's important that as as a as a married couple or as a as a person who is looking toward uh, that, you are thinking that there is there is a headship and there is an importance on. Of, of guidance or leadership or 
administration, not the paperwork side, because maybe a lot of us men don't want to do the paperwork side, right? But administration, just helping others, just saying, oh yeah, I understand. I see what God is what God is doing. I see what God is calling us to. Let's move forward in it. And then as as if you are married or you're not married and, and your spouse comes along, the first person you should say, I think this is what God is calling us to do, is to share it with that person. And that person, your, your wife is the one who, who also hears from God and, and is not just saying, yes, I will do whatever you say, but no, is saying, yes, I, I see God is calling us to do this too, and they will be excited. And, and, and there's, a, there's a unity and there's a oneness that is supposed to be in a marriage. And as fathers, we get to experience that. And if you're not a father yet, don't exasperate your children. It's important because, you know, especially with the... Uh, with the quarantine and stuff, obviously, kids were home, so there were a lot of families that were struggling with having to homeschool and things like that, and um, our kids were already home, but, you know, it's hard when your kids are already home, your kids are home, and you're trying to get things done, and they're not trying to cooperate, and they're just out of it, and they're just like, I don't want to do this schoolwork, it's hard, it's easy to get exasperated yourself. exasperate your children. So as as leaders, as fathers, as husbands, as men looking forward to something, it's important that we love, that we cherish, that we show mercy and grace and those things that don't come as easy to us because the, the strength and the, the ability, the, the power, the, the respect, the honor, the those things that do come easier to us
knows if there's bumps in the roads. He knows if a storm is coming. He knows these things. So if we allow the Holy Spirit to be our leader and to help us in this idea of, yes, I want the gift of leadership in my family, in my church, in my community. Wherever I, wherever I am, I want the gift of leadership. So help me in that, Lord God. Help me in that. Because if we have Him to be our guide and empower us to do these things, and it's not on our shoulders. So there's a verse that I want to I want to share from Isaiah that is almost never talked about unless it's December, and it's Isaiah 9 verse 6. And it says, "For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace." Isn't it wonderful? It's Christmas time, everybody. Nice and hot in here actually, so it'd be nice if it was a little bit cooler. But unto us a child is born. Is that just for Christmas? And the government will be upon his shoulders. So a lot of Bibles translate that word as government. And if we're talking about leadership and headship, we're looking at government. Do you want your leadership, your headship, your ability to, to, to husband, to father, to lead, to be on your shoulders? Or Christ's shoulders? Jesus Christ is the one who is willing to take it all for us. The government will be upon his shoulders because when they were looking at that in the first century, they were looking back and they're like, yeah, unto us a child is born the son, and the, you know, the son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders. What government were they thinking that was going to be upon his shoulders? The Roman government. Or the Jewish government was going to take over the Romans, right? Did that happen? So what government is over him, is on his shoulders? government in heaven, the, the kingdom of heaven. So if you want him to be your help and all you need, ask for him. Because in Matthew 11 verse 28, Jesus said uh, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Any fathers like naps in this room? Oh, I, see it. I see that hand over there. I see that hand. I see that hand. Naps. Are we weary? Are we burdened? I will give you rest. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and lean on me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and, I, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The government will be upon his shoulders, and we just get to go along with him. Because it's not our strength, not our power. When, when, when being a husband, when being a father, when being a church leader, when being a community leader, when being a leader at your job is so hard, so stressful, so worrisome, whatever you are as a leader, man, listen to me. The government will be upon his shoulders. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And I'm not saying women aren't leaders. There's a lot of great women leaders. And if you look in the Bible, Deborah from Judges is one of the greatest judge didn't like mess up because there's some good ones back there, but they had some problems and Deborah was a great leader, a woman leader who God ordained to be a leader. So I'm not saying women can't be leaders, but I'm saying normally, more often, men are created one way, women are created another way. So just remember that. I'm not saying women aren't anything good. Women are amazing. Women are the best, right? As right after Adam named all the animals, Eve came and he's like, whoa, man! That's how she got her name, right? 
no, that's not in the Bible. Don't quote me on that, but that's a good joke. And actually, it was said last night too, so. But I've been saying it for a while. I didn't hear it last night at the wedding. But women are amazing too. But I'm speaking to fathers and husbands and men who are looking to follow after God. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. All you have to do is let go, just like last week. Just let go. Because when we do that, we allow him, you know, because if you're looking at, at two animals that are yoked together, right? If we're yoked with Christ and we're trying to go this way, we're trying to pull and pull and pull, but that, but Christ is saying that we're supposed to go this way. It's going to be difficult. But if we just let go and say, yeah, I'm going to let you lead, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, give me that gift of leadership because I, I, want, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your words. Holy Spirit, help me to be the leader you have called me to be because I can't do it alone. I need your giftings inside of me to be that leader. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Do we need rest for our souls, for our minds? A lot of us, a lot of us may be anxious, may be worried. Maybe many of you have older adult kids. Maybe you're about your adult kids and you're thinking, yeah, you know, I do want to see them succeed. I do want to see them in the faith, but it's hard. They're doing things that's not easy for me. Did I do something wrong? His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Trust that if you, with, with your faith, letting go, saying, yeah, I, 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 I did the best I could. Maybe it wasn't great. Maybe you're learning now better than you were then. It doesn't matter. God is the God of forgiveness. God is the God of always there's another tomorrow because his tomorrows are always perfect. We look to him as, as the God of today, yesterday, and forever. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. So if you feel like, you know, you didn't do the best job, have grace. And if your kids are little like mine, like some of you here, know that as you continue, you're going to mess up. I know I've messed up. My kids are still pretty little, but I've, you know, been harsh with my kids. I've, I've said things. I was like, oh man, that was not very nice. But in the heat of the moment, sometimes we get so angry, but the Holy Spirit gives grace. The Holy Spirit gives grace. And there's always tomorrow as we continue to know that he, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. When we stop fighting, trying to do it our way. We do it his way. We will grow and we will be the best husbands, best fathers we can be. And it's hard, but his yoke is easy. His burden is light. He is the God who came to earth to do the things that we couldn't do. Are we willing to give it to him and say, yeah, I don't know how to do this. Holy Spirit, give me that, that ability for leadership. I don't know what I'm doing. Give me that ability to pilot my family. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. But give me that ability. Holy Spirit, lead me in that. Holy Spirit, lead me in that. And so the reason I, I say this is for men and not just fathers this morning is because the verse I read at the very beginning, 3 John 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Amen. That's a great, great verse. But that verse is not to his physical children. That verse was to his spiritual children. 
yes, we can translate it into spiritual children. And it is a wonderful thing when we see our children following after God. But it's also wonderful that we have spiritual children. It's important that as, as, as men, we continue to help raise up young people. There's a younger man. Maybe your, you know, your your children are grown. You see a younger man who's starting out in the faith or starting out in a family, and you say, "Hey, I'm going to come along with them, and I'm going to help raise them up, so that they will walk in the way they should go." So it's important that as men who who want to be leaders, men who know that God has called you to be the head and not the tail, to ask for that that leadership and ask that he will help you physically with children, spiritually with children, outside in the community, with people you may know, younger people you may be teaching, or younger people you may be doing whatever, wherever you are, be a person who helps guide others to the truth. Because we want to have not just physical children, but we want to have spiritual children, people that we're helping disciple, that we're helping to build up, that we're helping to be co-laborers with. It's important that as men, we take the responsibility, but also give it to God. Because when we, when we say we're responsible, we're, we have this big burden of leadership on our, on our shoulders, it gets overbearing. But he's the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, the mighty God, and the government is on his shoulders. So if we allow him to be our yoke, or to be yoked with us, then we will find rest and peace, knowing that our, our guidance, our leadership, our, our headship may not be perfect, but we'll be following after God. So he will use what we have done, what we will do for a better tomorrow and a better today, wherever it is, whatever it may look like. And so this morning, I want to, worship team. What I want to do this morning is I want to have a time of prayer and um, I want to have a time of prayer for every man in here. And so what I want to do is I want us all as men who are all called to be heads, all called to, to, to help give leadership and help steer families and communities and the church to come up and then everyone pray for someone. I think I said that kind of poorly. So so men, each man, pick another man to pray for. And, and, and so, every, so all the men come up as they start playing. Go ahead. So come up, and I, I, want, I want each one of you to be a leader, knowing, and, and so I want each one of you guys as the Holy Spirit leads you to pray for another man. Because it's important that as, as men, we come together and we, 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 we build each other up. As, as iron sharpens iron, we are men who want to follow after God. Sometimes, sometimes we get so consumed with the, the majority, we, we, we forget that it is each man has a call and has a path and God wants to use mightily in your families, in your church, in the community, wherever it is, whatever it looks like for you personally, your job, wherever it is, God wants to do something. And I believe that that gift of leadership, the gift of the Holy Spirit is in each of us. So as we pray, believe that you are, you are imparting wisdom, you are imparting grace because the Holy Spirit is on you 
Holy Spirit is on you for someone else. All right. So I'm going to start praying, and then somebody pray for somebody. Lord God, thank you so much, Lord God, for these men. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for these men, for these, for these fathers, for these husbands. Father God, Lord Jesus, we want, we want to see the gift of leadership, see the gift of, of vision, the gift of steering after you, Lord God. And Father God, not on our shoulders, but Holy Spirit, give us your yoke, Lord Jesus. We want to do it in your power, in your strength, because it is important that we don't it alone, Lord Jesus. Father God, help us to be men who love, men who care, men who, who show compassion, show grace, show mercy, Father God. And Father God, help us to be men who raise up children, raise up spiritual and physical children, no matter how old they may be or we're looking forward to them, Father God. Help us to be men after you, Lord Jesus. We want to be men who serve you and not treat people harshly with grace and mercy. Thank you in Jesus' name.